The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Hey Ohio, this is Nick Maxson from Brews with Dudes, and you are about to embark on the Journey into Comics Best of the Week show, featuring highlights from all episodes on the network this week. So go ahead and sit back, crack open a tasty brew, and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. The podmaster himself is out. He's got the flu. He's, 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 he's on the disabled list. He's injured, whatever you call it. He's, he can't go. It's impossible for him to go. I had to go and I had to call upon the Earth's Mightiest Heroes to find my replacement today, coming all the way, all the way from Xandar. Welcome to the show. Veronica, how's it going? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you back. It's weird because it's exactly 10 episodes since you've been on. Yeah, maybe we could make it a habit. We did What It's Like to Lose. Mm-hmm. That was about the Avengers trailer. Today mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about another Avengers trailer. It's just one of the things on the <laughs> docket. But how are you? How, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. I'm tired. Had a long day and been busy. Busy weekend. There's a lot of snow on the ground. Yeah, then we had a snowpocalypse and uh, just trying to stay warm. I think we, I think we've done a good job of staying warm, uh, staying active and busy. Lots of snow shoveling, mm-hmm. multiple trips to the store. But, um, undig- yeah, digging out cars just, and man, dealing with ice and getting the last bags of salt in northwest Indiana. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do this summer? Mm. Like So genuinely. Clean the gutters so there's no like... Icicles wow. growing out of the gutters thanks, and thanks, massive amounts of ice. Thanks for calling me out live <laughs> on the podcast. I love it. That's how things get done, Nate. Um, wow. <laughs> okay. No, I actually was gonna say I can't wait to like lounge in the fucking pool and just lounge and think, <laughs> God, I fucking hated this winter. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm but, looking forward to summer. But now. I'm on this raft, and it's summertime, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. So let's get right down to business today. No time like the present. We're actually literally doing this show minutes before it goes live, so this is going to be crazy. Yeah. How down we're to the wire, this folks. This is awesome. I've never actually done this before, so I'm really stoked. So uh, first thing we need to talk about right out the gate is, and I don't know if you know this, but officially, Marvel turned 10. Yeah, you were telling me about that the other day. We were talking about that. Yeah, they did a big group picture several months ago with mm-hmm. a high majority of everyone that's been in the MCU. There's some people missing, some people curiously missing. There's no, like uh, who? like, um, what's his name? Um, Clark Gregg. He plays Coulson. He's not in the picture. Um, there's no Joss Whedon in the picture, but like all the other directors are featured. Oh, weird. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's, it is very strange. Uh, I feel like obviously Terrence Howard, Edward Norton are not a part of that. It's, right. It's, you know, it's Don Cheadle and uh, Mark Ruffalo who were present. Uh, obviously, Stan Lee was there. Uh, every Avenger you can think of was present for it, with the exception of, I'm trying to think, there's a couple people that were weird. Okay, Hugo Weaving is also not. Red Skull. He's not there. And I'm actually not sure if I ta- if I saw Tom Hiddleston or not. I'll need to go look and see if he's in the picture, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh Coming off of it being the 10-year anniversary, there's actually a little bit of news here to follow, and we're going to pull that up now. I actually have some articles. Um, I don't know if you know this, but read this headline and tell me what you think of this. Let's see. Sebastian Stan says Margot Robbie didn't even know he was in a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Uh, So it says Marvel Studios star Sebastian Stan says his I, Tanya co-star Margot Robbie didn't even know about his Marvel role. Uh, I remember I said something to her at one point about that, and she was like, oh, like she didn't even know I was in a Marvel movie, Stan (laughs) said with a laugh during a QA and a panel at Wizard World St. Louis earlier this month. He went on to praise Robbie, who plays the Joker's Harley Quinn in the uh, DCEU and Suicide Squad, saying, she's definitely my favorite part in Suicide Squad. I thought she was great, such a great character, too. DC has great characters. Um, And then, of course... Uh, Margot Robbie got the nod for Best Actress from the Academy. Yeah, for I, Tanya. And uh, at the end of this, Sebastian Stan kind of admits that he would love to eventually take over Captain America like Bucky does in the comics. Hey. And that, he... that goes along with what I was saying the other day, that I think that 
Cap is going to be on his way out in Infinity Wars. You're right. And I think we should just uh, go ahead and get right down to it. We'll pull this yeah. new trailer up. Uh, this was the, the Super Bowl trailer for Infinity War? The big game spot. Oh. Did you know it's like uh, trademarked well, and impossible to use the word Super Bowl like during promotions for it people even on the radio can't use the word super bowl oh no shit i didn't know that yeah you always hear the big game or coming up to the big huge game the Mm. or unless they're specifically saying like the eagles are facing the patriots in the super bowl like that's the only way they can say it is exactly that like it's a fucking advertisement yeah it's crazy wild Um, i don't sports so i I know you don't sports so i figured i'd share that with you so you've already seen this trailer once we're gonna go ahead and watch it again i did so this is it it's all in league news. Thor with uh, ah. Rocket. That was Spidey with his old school uniform. Ready? Let's New go. Cap shield. Something else is going to come. Sky Jones and That was an awesome scene with Doctor Strange and Iron Man. May 2018. God, it can't get here soon enough, you know? Like, I'm just hyped. What did you think about that teaser? Right uh, I thought the teaser was lame. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, well, after seeing with you all of the trailers so many times and, like, getting hyped about all these other things, it's like, okay, they're giving away a lot. And You think they're giving away a lot? See, I think maybe in the tra- I feel like in the trailer that I've seen that it was giving away a lot, but in this teaser, it was very vague, and it was just like, okay, they didn't even show Thanos until the end, and it was all... Well, he had that big scratch on his face <laughs> that kind of looked like the uh, three pointy, sharp things at the end of Cap's shield. Oh, yeah, Cap's new so shield. So maybe that's something. Uh, it also looked very like... steampunk. It was weird, because Tony's got new armor. It looks like it just mm-hmm. grows on him, but it also looked like maybe his right hand was missing, because his right hand looked really robotic. It looks I don't really know. Tiny. I need to see Do that you need again. To see it. We can watch it again. Instant I'll, I'll, replay. I'll play it again. This time I'm not going to play it with any sound though, and then we can just like talk over it. Okay, that's um, fine. Because I'm going to put the sound on this, like I like I'm going to do for mm-hmm. this foodies episode coming up. Foodies watching movies. Everybody. Spidey was in the Spidey suit. By the way, I don't know if you noticed that, but they were on the Milano. Okay. Like at the very beginning of that. Here, go back okay, to the beginning. We're analyzing this trailer for, yeah, for everybody. Real. Okay, look. Okay, so we got. Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. All right, I'm already sold. They're on the Milano. Oh, my God, yes, I'm already so they're, sold. So they're getting ready to see up with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been waiting for that, by the way. Here's something. Scarlet Witch is doing something with her magic and the stone in Vision's head. He's human. I don't know if maybe she's making him look human right now. That's her power doing that. I don't know. He keep maybe it, says, like, I'm only a robot, you know. I want to look more human, and she makes him. I don't know. And then, okay, the Guardians are coming down. Chris so, Pratt, finally. So, and you got to think, <laughs> do you see whose arm this is right here? Uh, Yes, I do. It's Mantis. It is Mantis. Very good. Yeah. Uh, So we've got Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Mantis. I would assume at this point Thor is with them. I don't know. I would assume so. Okay, so you've got. And you're the, referring to the end of the end credits of the Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Because what I, I what I, as I've elaborated before, what I believe is going to happen is the uh, Thanos' ship. He's going to board at what is now technically Asgard that they're floating around. In yeah, that spaceship that all the Asgardians are on. Okay, correct. He's going to go down there and Death he's going to demand from Loki that he gets the Tesseract. And as soon as he gets it, he's going to be like, "Thank you, you know, you're free to go." And then he's going to blow that ship up. It's going to send Banner to Earth into the Sanctum Sanctorum. It's going to send Thor into space, into space to the Guardians, right? Mm -hmm. But there's other people on that ship still. So what do I think? I think Idris Elba dies as Heimdall. Mm -hmm. He doesn't make it. I think that Korg doesn't make it. I think that there's almost every Asgardian on that ship that will not make it. Sorry, Mike Mm -hmm. or Mick. Sorry, Mick. Didn't mean to do that. Mick died on the bridge. Uh-huh. I stepped on him. Felt so bad. Just been carrying him around. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to the trailer. Uh, Science Bros. This summer. See, that's an awesome shot. It was... Was that Thor and Rocket? Yeah, it was Thor and Rocket. That's here. a great combo. I mean, come on now. The I'm star- ready for oh, that. Teenage Groot right here. He's hard to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I We're can't looking tell at this on the computer. I can't tell what he's holding. If it's a uh-huh. video game or something, like a cell phone. Because he's know. teenage Groot, you know, adolescent. That's Groot. great. That'll be an interesting um, dynamic to see. So he's in the OG Spidey suit here. Okay, so Spider-Man's going up into space. It was the last time we saw him on that big thing. Mm-hmm. 
he was in the iron spider suit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we have, it's going to probably be... Very grisly Captain America. He looks more like the Nomad. Uh, Scarlet Witch with her different Scarlet hair color. Or, not Scarlet Witch. <laughs> no, she's back here. Scarlet oh, I Witch thought you were, you were pointing to Scar Jo. Scar Jo is also here, but Scarlet Witch is back here. Okay, Because you can see her, her um, what do you call that? Her cape. Whatever the fuck her cape thing is. And then, of course, Vision, um, which makes sense that Scarlet Witch would be there. Thor with his eye patch again. So, yeah, did you see that? Those mm -hmm. three points? Yeah, Cap's shield. Th think about Thanos when we get to that point um, once and for all. Now, did you see that hand? I tried to stop it. But look at that. It's just an Iron Man hand. No, but look at It's coming out of nowhere. SpaceX, which is something that's clearly out of this world. Um, so Elon Musk, as you know, I talked about last week how he was selling flamethrowers and all that. So Elon Musk, the founder of SpaceX, just launched his own personal Tesla Roadster into space on the front of one of the largest rockets built in years. In the driver's seat is Starman, a mannequin in a spacesuit also designed by SpaceX. While it is a bit problematic and the car is totally useless in space, it is the personal flair we have come to know from Musk as he continues to drive mankind into the stars. And I didn't really know this was happening. I didn't know that there was this big rocket launch and they were putting uh, a payload into space. So all of a sudden I just saw a picture of it. Look, I thought it really was an astronaut. I didn't realize it was a mannequin in a Tesla Roadster just with the earth in the back. And I was like, what in the world did I miss on the news? So it turns out, yeah, it was a mannequin and it was... Musk, uh, Elon Musk's personal Tesla Roadster that was the payload for the rocket. Um, kind of the article goes on to say, but don't let his flair for the ridiculous fool you. SpaceX is continuing to make headway into the space industry. The rocket launch was another step forward in the private company's space flight pro uh, progress, testing one of the most powerful rocks on Earth against a heavy payload, that being the Tesla Roadster, and to get those very large rockets to safely land back on Earth so they can be reused, which is something that we haven't seen with NASA. Basically, those rockets are going to crash into the ocean and be done and have to build a new one for billions and billions of dollars. So um, these landing, uh, landing reusable rockets is something that SpaceX has been doing for decades, or not decades, about a decade. Uh, with a dozen or so successful attempts, but this was by far the largest rocket they've attempted. Musk told reporters that, given a successful test flight, the next Falcon Heavy could launch within three to six months. And make no mistake, Tuesday's launch was a successful flight. Only two events didn't go as planned. The center core of the three-booster first stage missed its drone ship landing and crashed into the Atlantic Ocean. So, the two... The two side rockets landed successfully. I saw the video, which was really impressive. When you see two large ones that launched a payload into space, then land back down safely so they can be cleaned up, set up for the next run. And only the big, large center one didn't land successfully and crashed into the ocean. And hey, two out of three ain't bad. That's still a passing grade if you're grading on a curve. But hey, you know, it's still better than what we've had in NASA for decades and decades and decades. The other thing that didn't go as planned was the final engine burn on the rocket second stage was stronger than expected, setting the Falcon's heavy unique payload, that being the Tesla Roadster with the mannequin named Starman, into an orbit that extends out to the asteroid belt beyond the orbit of Mars as initially planned. So I guess it was planned to be put into Mars's orbit, so there'd just be a car, a little red Tesla Roadster with a mannequin in it, just rolling through space around Mars, and now it's rolling through space around an asteroid belt. Which gotta be weird for if there's ever, if there's any life out there that just comes across, like, a car with a mannequin and it'd be like, what? <laughs> or however they, whatever, life on, that's a whole other topic. Um, I feel like as it's going to space, you should be playing that, uh, that Life on Mars song that I don't really remember who initially sang it, I just remember it from the American Horror Story episode. And really... That's it for Tesla news. I'll keep you updated because Elon Musk tends to live a very interesting life. And we saw his flamethrowers and his underground tunnel with high-speed transportation. Now we see him launch a car into space. So we'll keep you updated with really what comes next. 
two other interesting things to talk about that were both interesting news this week. And one was that six teenagers entered the governor's race in Kansas, which I, I saw and I was like, what? Okay, so I guess according to Kansas, there's, um, to vote in Kansas, you must be 18 years old. You need to show a photo ID at your polling place and show proof of U.S. citizenship when you register to vote. But when it comes to the rules about who can run for the state office, there are no rules. I guess up to this point, there's never been an issue because only older people have run for governor. And it's the I think the rules are very much set in stone in all other 50 states. So I guess under the Kansas law, there's no law governing the qualifications for governor. Not one. Uh, direct uh, Brian Kasky, director of elections at the Kansas Secretary's Office. So there's seriously nothing on the books that lay out anything, no age, no residency, no exempt, no experience, no nothing. So in theory, I could run for governor of Kansas. An Illinois resident who's registered to vote in Illinois could, in theory, run for governor of Kansas. And there's no law that says I can't, which is kind of ridiculous, and I'm surprised no one's ever noticed this before. But apparently it took a bunch of teens in high school to do this, and they can't even vote for themselves which is ridiculous. Um, so I guess something about these kids. Um, so I guess once these kids found out, I'm going to call them kids because they're teenagers and I'm an adult. Um, so into the race jumped Jack Bergenson. He calls himself an anti-establishment candidate. He's 17 years old and he's pursuing the Democratic nomination, advocating for a $12 minimum wage, legalization of medical marijuana, and a high-speed rail for major cities in the region, which isn't a bad platform to run on, I guess. Um, he said, I quote, I thought, you know, let's give the people of Kansas a chance. Let's try something new that has never been tried anywhere else before. Three more teen boys running as Republicans soon entered the governor's race, so many that they had their own candidates for him in a high school gym in Lawrence, Kansas. High school kids meeting in a high school gym to run for governor. What world are we living in? Oh my gosh. Um. I guess one of the other candidates, uh, this needs to be a government that represents everyone, not just 30 years old and 30, 30 years old up. Said 17 year old candidate, Dominic Scavuzzo, uh, two more teen boys threw hats in the ring, spurring Kansas lawmakers to try and put a stop to such youthful exuberance. Republican rep Blake Carpenter introduced a bill requiring candidates to be at least 18 years old to run to the state's top elected offices, such as governor, Secretary of State or Attorney General, and candidates for governor and lieutenant governor would have to be lived in the state for four years. Um, he says, we have age requirements on voters, and I really think that anybody who's running should be able to vote for themselves. Rep. Keith Issa, a Republican running for Secretary of State, told the Topeka Capital Journal. The Star reports that the bill passed out of House Committee on Monday. He says, I don't think... Or, I guess one of the candidates. I don't think it's a good thing, Bergson, now 17, told the Star. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's a reactionary bill. I think it's trying to disenfranchise candidates. The law wouldn't take effect until after the November election, and that's important, said Kasky, as the Secretary of State's office. The Secretary of State does not want there to be any appearance of a conflict of interest concerning persons who are currently candidates and do not meet these proposed requirements. He's referring to the Secretary of State, Chris Kobach, the force behind the state's strict voter ID law who is running for governor. Kobach was also co-chair of President Trump's controversial voting commission, which was dissolved last month. But their anything-goes system that has been so appealing to Kansas teenagers has been less appealing to one group, which is women. State Senator Laura Kelly, a Democrat, became the first woman to enter the crowded field for governor in December. Meanwhile, more than 20 men or boys have declared their candidacy. The state's lack of rules for candidacy are so profound that Cassie could not even find a rule limiting the field to human candidates. A dog has never tried to file, he's told the Star last year. I don't know what would happen if one tried to. So, they're passing a bill that's going to change this for future elections, but this election still has a bunch of teenagers running and some older people and a woman and all of this. So, another crazy turn of events in the world that we live in involving teenagers running for governor of Kansas. But it's Kansas, so who really cares, right? No, I'm just kidding. Kansas is a great state. It's the setting of another show I like, which is Supernatural, which I'm not current on because I got behind, and then I was too behind the five episodes you can watch on demand, so I'm going to wait till Netflix gets it next or later in the spring. So, yeah, random side tangent, but yeah, we'll have to see how that election shakes out. I'm assuming 
it's going to crowd the party and none of those boys are going to get enough votes to make it work because all of their friends can't vote for them because they're teenagers. So we're probably going to get the the guy who's against it, who is in favor of stronger ID laws and worked on Trump's campaign. Or maybe it's going to be that woman who thinks it's crazy that what's going on. Or maybe we'll have a dog elected. Who knows? It's Kansas. What can you expect? I think another thing that kind of happened this week was that we're now in Olympic territory. The 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang, Pyong, yeah, Pyeongchang, South Korea, um, happened. They opened over a little bit of last week, and I actually watched a couple of the events over the weekend, like curling and figure skating and snowboarding and some of the stuff that's already competed on. So just a little bit of news there for those of you who are not aware or don't follow sports or the Olympics or anything like that. So a couple things that are interesting. Um... NHL players can't compete in hockey this year. Um, or I think first time, they feel like the last Winter Olympics they could. So we don't have NHL players competing on the hockey team, so it's all amateurs, which is probably for the best, especially since we're still in the current hockey season and they can't just stop playing hockey games. I know there's a Blackhawks game in Vegas on Tuesday because my future in-laws are going to be at that game. So um, I guess also other that's going on is that Russians aren't there. Russians aren't allowed to compete. Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. Welcome, everyone, to a very special Valentine's Day episode of Foodies Watching Movies. I am your host, Veronica, and joining me today, as always, is Nate and Lauren. How's it going, guys? Good. Doing pretty great. good, yeah. Yeah, drinking your coffee, enjoying it. Apple fritters. And my Star-Lord mug. Indeed. <laughs> I love drinking out of Star-Lord's head. Weird. Also joining us today <laughs> is Sarah Van Lanningham, one of the producers here on the Journey into Comics Network. How's it's it going, me. Sarah? Hi. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm so happy that you decided to join us today. Well, I was here <laughs> doing stuff. And we have lots of fun Valentine's Day stuff to talk about. Today we are exclusively going to be talking about one of my favorite movies and also the only Valentine's Day movie that actually matters, The Princess Bride. Yes. Awesome. Lovely. <laughs> Nate said that he's only actually seen this movie once. Fact. I was horrified as uh, I've seen it mm. probably over 10 billion times. Hey, do you want to know something? Honest Trailers was dead on. The yeah. title of that movie scares little boys away. I would never have hmm. thought to see that when I was a little kid. I mean, really, you know, because I didn't, you know, Princess Bride, you think it's probably like a lovey thing. I wasn't into right. that. But then as an adult, I see the movie and I was like, okay, like I can get down with this story. It's awesome. Andre the Giant's great. Like there's so many cool parts about it. Billy Crystal's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's in this movie. It's magnificent. It's a masterpiece in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. So let's get right into it. Um, what are we doing today about The Princess Bride? You've got some things on the docket you wanted to discuss. How do we want to get into this? When's the first time you guys saw this movie, I guess, is a good way to start. Well, this movie came out in like 1987 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I grew up with the VHS copy of it that I would watch like repeatedly over and over every single day. It was my jam. And mm -hmm. I still have it totally memorized <laughs> word for word. <laughs> And in this movie is just so quotable. I mean, every character says their catch line like a million, a million times. So it kind of gets ingrained in you. And uh, mm -hmm. it's the most like quotable movie I can think of. And it deserves to be because it's so fucking perfect. Yeah, this was a slumber party movie back in the day. Yeah, Growing for sure. up. Yeah. I used to watch this with my friends all the time. Mm -hmm. Good movie. When was the first time you saw it? I have no idea. You don't really recall? No, I mean... So I early would, in your childhood? Well, yeah, probably whenever it got released on cassette VHS. or yeah, VHS or whatever, whenever mm -hmm. it got released on tape. But yeah, my fr everybody had that in their collection. It was just one of those things like, oh, you have Princess Bride? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which is why I'm so surprised that you've only seen this movie one time, Nate. Well, it wasn't... Yeah, I don't. Did boys have slumber parties? Not really. <laughs> I don't know. We, I don't know. <laughs> when we did stuff as dudes together, what our our boy parties, as it were, consisted of was like going into one of our friends' basements with a Super Nintendo and just playing Turtles in Time until like six in the goddamn morning. Uh, 
So and there we was were, no Princess Bride. But we were like, <laughs> no. we were all jacked up on suicides because all we would do is like take every pop that the parents had bought for the party and just like mix everything together into super <laughs> drinks and just be like, oh, this tastes so bad. Oh but, my oh, God, that so sounds exactly up. what a little boy right. party would yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> dead on. That's like, exactly <laughs> a Midwestern little boy party. There's no real fanfare in it, okay? There's nothing really that special. It's pretty standard. So yeah. no Princess Bride. No. How about you, Lauren? When was the first time you watched this movie? Do you remember? Probably, honestly, not until I was like 16 or 17 really yeah that's surprising to yeah me. my friend val grew up watching it my best friend val she loved it growing up mm-hmm. and she showed it to me when i was maybe like mm, like probably like 16 yeah did you love it immediately yes <laughs> yeah yeah i love mandy patinkin i know you do we've mm-hmm. talked about this before a couple of times i love mandy patinkin as well he, he doesn't even look like the same person. No, now. no, because he, he, he's older and has the big bushily beard, you know, mm-hmm. and he looks like this roguish Spaniard, you know, in <laughs> Princess Bride. I mean, he was just so cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's like a rock. He was the rock star of that movie. Even, committed even, to the character. Even Carrie, yeah. what's his name? Carrie Elwes. Elwes. Yeah. Oh, my first love. I mean, he he doesn't even oh. look the same now. He was in. He doesn't know. He, he was in Saw, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he played Doctor Gordon. Yeah. He's been yeah. in so many interesting movies. Liar, liar. Yeah, he was the oh, the yeah. goober uh, yeah. new boyfriend in Liar, liar. He was. He was in Twister. Me and Nate's like one of our favorite movies. He the was first, in Twister. The first no movie we ever did for foodies, you and I. Yeah, we did the Twister was, review, yeah, and he and was in that. He played the douchebag bad guy. Yeah. Jonas Miller. <laughs> He's a night crawler. <laughs> He's in it for the, the money, money, not the, the science. science. God, oh. we're the worst. <laughs> oh, Why do great. you guys like us? You did it. Yeah, you that did was it. Amazing. Anyway, what were we talking about? The Princess oh, Bride. Oh, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, Carrie Elwes. his movies. Yeah, he was in I, Saw. I feel like this is one of his earliest roles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only like nineteen or twenty in The Princess Bride. I have no idea. He was very young. Yeah, look that. Because I mean, he was only in his early thirties in the in the mid to late nineties when like Twister and Liar Liar were happening. Ooh, I just you know? remembered another movie he was in with Alicia Silverstone in like nineteen ninety five or something ninety really? six, and it was like kind of like a Lolita thing where this girl was trying. What the fuck was it called? Oh, the baby. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, but this like young, like teenage girl was trying to seduce the next door neighbor and he was the next door neighbor and he wasn't like all about that underage shit. And she was like trying to blackmail him. It was a really weird, intense movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that one. But he was still very handsome. (laughs) Pulling up the IMDb. And he wrote a book. He wrote a book called As You Wish and I still haven't read it. And I'm like ashamed to say that I haven't. And it was talking about his experience on The Princess Bride or something like that. That sounds like it'd be a very interesting book to read. Yeah, that sounds like something we should suggest to Joanna to check out. I'm I bet about she would like that from uh, literature. Yeah. So she does a literature podcast? Yes. Yeah, she's absolutely. the host of literature. Totally. An enlightened podcast about books. <laughs> so I'm going to blow your guys' minds. Carrie Elwes is British. He's from London. I knew that. Uh, his real name is Ivan Simon Carey Elwes. That's Ivan a lot of Simon. names. Yes. That's a lot of names. Has he I been, kni- has he been knighted? Uh, no, he oh. is not a sir. <gasps> oh. uh, Oversight. All filmography, pulling it up. He's been in 118 things as an actor and recently played Andy Warhol Ooh. in a movie called Billionaire Boys Club. Never heard it's of it. It's coming out this Mm-mm. year, 2018. I'd be interested I in I could see that. him as Andy Warhol. He yeah. voices yeah. John P. Jones in the Gettysburg Address, which comes out this year. Can I just say, inter- I need to interject right sure, now. please do. I can't believe we haven't already mentioned, since we're talking about his filmography, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Well, yeah, like, that was the, the other best. slumber party yeah. movie. Yeah. Back in the day. That was my favorite Mel Brooks movie growing <laughs> That's up. That's so silly. I've, I watched that. That was one of my Night Night movies yeah. for many years. So, yeah. like, Carrie Elwes is, like, instilled in my heart forever <laughs> as my 90s crush. He was also in Days of Thunder and Hot Shots. I didn't know that. And Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yeah, he was in that. <clears throat> I remember that one. That uh, was such a really weird movie what do you think about that movie lauren bram stoker's dracula yeah with winona Ryder and gary oldman who was super sexy in it by the way <laughs> saying it right now it's been ages since i've seen it i seem to remember that i 
I thought that the acting was kind of bad. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Keanu was in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like the worst. Anthony Hopkins was awful in it as Van Helsing. My God. It was like watching a yeah. terrible stage play. But it was just so like romantic and tragic and beautifully like the costumes I loved. It was a 90s thing. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I watched it once. I don't think I watched it again after that. It was that. terrible. It was like I feel like I've, I feel like I've seen Dracula. Play. I feel like I've seen Dracula <laughs> 2,000 more times than I've seen. <laughs> I've seen That's upsetting to me. That's funny. When I was, I was in New York um, like 10 years ago and we went, my mom and I were in New York and she took me to go see uh, Dracula the musical and it was voted Whoa. number one worst musical of oh. all time. So we went and saw it and it lived up to its name. It was terrible. Oh, and there was what like hardly, terrible. Oh, you would have loved it. It was <laughs> so <laughs> That's awful. why I need to know. It was so awful. Like they were trying so hard to be serious, but we were just like laughing. Like, like it was, ugh, it was the worst. It, it definitely was the worst musical of all time. <laughs> and I got to see it front row because nobody was there. <laughs> and it was great. And I loved it. We had so much fun. <laughs> oh, that's not awkward at all. Well, we ended up going to that because originally we were going to go see the producers, but I got sick. I got food poisoning oh, no. and had to leave and blah, blah, blah. Oh, people got, worst. got doubly punished. Yeah, so she felt really bad that we missed the producers, so she's like, let's just get tickets to see Dracula the musical because you're weird and goth and whatever. And you'll love it. I'm like, okay, let's go. And we did it. It was awful. And we had a blast. <laughs> You have been cleansed. Uh, that gurgling sound, it kind of reminded me of that one song. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, there's a part in the song where, where the guy just goes, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? No, Are you talking about Down With The Sickness? Maybe. Is it a disturbed song? Uh, I think that might be That's it. Down With Sickness. There's like a part where he just goes, <laughs> Or something like that. Uh, Gollum actually provided I I guest vocals. right now. I've I've been working I've been like kind of trying to get my voice back to where it was, my I, my my singing's probably about at a seventy percent of what it was, and okay. then my screams are about thirty percent. Not fun. Uh, Ryan he says thanks for the kind words. Let me know when you want me want me on officially later, bro. Hell yeah, man. Oh hell yeah, man. Uh yeah, like I can't wait to have Ryan on. I just got to figure out all this Skype shit. Well, I, I just want to say the kind, you know, a lot of times uh, we as people give, especially in like shit that, like this we're trying to do, uh -huh. we extend a lot of pleasantries. You know, we're trying to 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 market ourselves. He's trying to market himself yeah, exactly. and his band, you know, so we kind of uh, symbiote ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, like part of the reason I, I enjoy doing this and part of the reason I actually wanted to do this was so I could have people on and mm -hmm. let them promote their thing and get get the word out about their stuff. Well, there's so many cool people that myself. we know oh, yeah. that all have great shit going on. Mm -hmm. And what I was getting to, the point that I was getting to was, you know, we're not on here promoting ShamWows and OxyClean. No. You guys listen to it. You either like it or you don't. We really liked that song. Blaine really likes their music and... I'm now really excited to get into their music and listen to more. So it's really genuine. So the uh, the kind words weren't fabricated or sugarcoated. We really meant what we said. Um, and that's kind of the, the grounds of our podcast. Going back to that album, though, it's a, it's a concept album. Have you played the game uh, Deus Ex? Uh, no, but I did just download it. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess the game is or the the album is a concept album based off of that game series. Ah, that's really so, cool. Uh, and it, it like the disc. I love the album artwork. Let me see if I can pull that up. Yeah, real see quick. if you can pull that up. It looked like a it looked like a little robot boy holding hands with a little human boy. The the album art's really cool because it. Hold on. 
Let me pull it up for our live people. What if like a bunch of porn just popped up? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. I okay, didn't want so you guys if, to if see you that. look at it, okay, so the background, the colors are really cool because you got red and blue. You got that dichotomy right there. Uh, then you got like a, a city, a nope. blurred cityscape and rain in the background. Some water drops on what on the camera or or window, um, and then you have two hands holding each other. There, there are two hands being held. One of them is robotic and the other is human. But like some bandages on and I, I see there's like a wound and looks like some barbed wire they're holding hands but like i i really i love the imagery here i absolutely love this imagery well it's very police-esque in the background yeah with the red and blue lights and then you know you've got the barbed wire um kind of draped around both of their arms so are they are they reaching through kind of like a police barricade is this a riot situation type of thing? You know, civil unrest. It's, it's very cool imagery, definitely. It is. I like that a lot. Uh, I, yeah. Are they just some bros fucking slapping some skin? They could be. <laughs> some skin and some metal. Yep. Anyway. Back to what we were talking about. <laughs> well, we weren't really talking about anything. We're, we we were talking oh, about yeah, we were Reclode talking the Subliminal and Andy and how genuinely we like their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when Go I... check their stuff I, out. <laughs> I, love it, I love it when I say something like really deep and complex and then you just sit there the whole time and I'm like, okay. What's he thinking? He's building up for something <laughs> grand right now to, and then I completely to kind of crescendo over top of what I just said and then you just hit me with a yes. Or a yep. <laughs> Okay, unrelated, this nice person sent me a friend request earlier, and I added them, and uh, they they immediately hit me with the hardball. They they're like, come watch my sexy big ass videos on <laughs> this random website that will give your phone a virus. You should get your phone a virus. No, I I completely I've uh you're mature enough to know now that there's not hot sexy. Hot. <laughs> I it up. Am I rubbing off on you? There's not hot, sexy <laughs> singles looking for you nearby? Dude, that fucking 800-year-old woman was looking really fine Oh god! on that ad. You've been around Joe too much. <laughs> um, no, but funny enough, basically when I decommissioned my computer, when I realized it wasn't, it was getting too old to like really run games well, because like I used to run really beautiful games on it, like Guild Wars and shit. And now, now it runs at like fucking ten frames and shit. So, uh, I just converted it to the I call it the porn top now. I haven't had a computer since two thousand nine. So, are you GB German Baptist? <laughs> I'm actually Mormon. Since, since we have okay, an announcement, so, we have an announcement on podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blaine, Cameron, and two of our. Uh, Co-workers and I are all running away to Utah to become Mormons and live in a commune. Yes. I was not told about this. You're going. Yeah. You're a house slave. Yep. Don't rub your beard on the pop filter. <laughs> God damn it, Cameron. I will spray you with a squirt bottle. No one said not to. <laughs> oh, my God. We shouldn't have to, damn it. I, I don't know. I just have the shitty fucking Dollar oh General headsets. <laughs> Dollar it, General. They have them. No, it's really fun because you could fucking put that little mic in your mouth and you go be like, <laughs> "Oh no!" I like. Uh, my friend will be like, "Oh, Cameron, where, where the fuck are you?" I'm like, "I'm because <laughs> it's li- literally in my mouth." Bitcoin. You just sounded retarded. Bitcoin. Have you ever seen the? Inaimi knew my Kandai rat video. No. No. What? <laughs> There's this weird video on YouTube where this guy like pronounces words really weird and he's like dissecting a gummy rat. Okay. He, can we, are we able to pull that up or is there like uh, I don't copyright know I issues? I want to. What, what, okay, so what am I looking up? Uh, look up gummy rat video. I think that's. Sorry, I accidentally pulled the mic away from my face. Like gummy a, rat. Yeah, gummy rat video. It's really weird and unsettling. Is this it, this? Cameron? This right here. Jelly Belly pet. pet rat gummy candy. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it is. I, I just want to go ahead and. Ab- 
Easily stop at any time. I don't know if I want to. This guy's a sick bastard. He even has gloves on. <laughs> Very good boy. <laughs> oh god, what is he doing to it? Snowboy <laughs> funky. <laughs> Shredding that shit. No! Let's keep watching. Snipe it off. Last tip on the docket, guys. We're going to be talking about uh, some Star Wars news. So, the two dudes that run Game of Thrones. Yeah, those two I dudes. I can look up their names. I'm not going to do that. They're just the two dudes that run Game of Thrones. They are going to make some Star Wars movies. Yeah. And, I'm so, of course, they're finishing up Game of Thrones. That's not airing until April 2019. Dag <sighs> you. A long time away. A whole year. Are they doing the entire last section, or are they still going to try to split it up into two extra seasons? No, because um, it's supposed to be seven to six. Yes, we already got the seven. Now we're waiting on the six. Oh, okay, so the I last forgot. six episodes are being You're produced. Correct. Yes, um, they are taking as much time to film that as they do a normal ten episode season. So right, big, long, and epic. You know, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be huge. Huge. It's gonna be bigly. I'm like a smart person. Anyway, so those guys. And after they're done with Game of Thrones, they're going to go start working on Star Wars. Now, originally, they were going to do another project with HBO. Turns out that's not happening either right now or at all, maybe. it's That's all up in the air. But something they are going to work on is Star Wars movies. Now, the rumor around the mill is that they're going to be working on a Old Republic-era movie, either set, trilogy, how I don't know how long they're going to go with it, but that's what they're looking at. That's their, Of course, that could change. Right. Okay. Because we also have uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy of movies. He got his own trilogy. It's going to be set way over here. Have nothing to do with what's going been going on over here. Right. Yeah, it's going to be kind of exciting to see the other side of the galaxy. Yes. Almost like the Voyager version of Star Wars. It's like way over here, a bunch of different stuff. So, But the Old Republic really intrigues me. Because, of course, how that relates to game addicts is, of course... Through the Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, and then the Old Republic um, you know, MMO. So are we going to look at... Because with the MMO still being active, when the acquisition of uh, Lucasfilm happened, uh, that stuff was still considered canon. Right. Whereas like, all of the EU stuff yeah, uh, got basically washed away. Never happened, guys. That all got washed and completely... completely erased because they were continuing the story on after Return of the Jedi. The Old Republic stuff stayed intact. Mm -hmm. And so, are we going to be looking at, are they going to take the opportunity to rewrite that? uh, Completely change what we know of it and say, it was fun guys, Old Old Republic guys, but now we're going to go and flush it and just start anew. That's a possibility. Because, but then, but then, these guys have had experience in adapting a, a literary work of course it was written by uh by by drew carpition a great writer for for video games of course he also wrote mass effect and mm-hmm. you know there you go mass effect one and two written by drew as well uh, drew also wrote all but the last mass effect novel he even wrote the darth revan novel for star wars so he's well versed 
Drew Drew is now back at Bioware working on uh, tour, or he worked for a story on tour. Uh, who knows what he's doing now? But we have the possibility to see the guys that adapted the Game of Thrones books into a show, either uh, either come up with their own story, uh, which may or may not be Old Republic related, or let's take what's here and let's, how will we make that into a movie? Would we have to because you when you like. The game is already there, so it's so visually, the, like we already see the story, right? But obviously, if you just tell a story, it's like, well, that's been done. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna want to change it. They're gonna want let's let's take this puzzle, let's complete and just mix it up, and then try to put it back together in different in different order, right? That may be what they try to do. But uh, I was very intrigued by that news. Yes, it is great news. In my opinion, it is going to be very interesting to see in what direction they will go. I am hoping that it will be the War of the Sith and Jedi. That's what I'm hoping for, because they were two basically colleges or or churches, because <laughs> yeah, it is a religion. religion. And, you know, the Sith had their way, and that was before the there can only be two. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see the War of the Sith and Jedi, where they're, they finally, you know... There's only one path here. You can't you can't exist without like you can't exist with us. Vice versa. So that will be interesting to see. I really hope. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. I found it. I'm I'm looking for the article that actually talked about it. Oh, okay. So David Binoff or Benioff? DB DB Weiss. DB Cooper. Uh, That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they will write and produce, uh, yeah. So it, it will be a trilogy. Um, whether or not this is a full frontal <laughs> assault uh, will result in audience force fatigue remains to be seen. Uh, that's what this article is, uh, and that, and that's just it. You know, it's. Um, but I think if you take what they've done with Game of Thrones, and you put it into Star Wars. Especially back, you know, before the Empire, mm-hmm. before the Jedi was in the had an active role in the Republic, it will be it'll be good because you'll have those snippets of like maybe they'll just start out with the war because kind of like what they do with Game of Thrones, where there's just mm-hmm. this massive war, right? And then they can go back. And show you those events and snippets of how they happen while it's going on. Why is this person and this person in an epic battle, and they they find each other on the field just just to fight each other because they hate each other so much? Of course, one thing that this article is kind of bringing up, and something that is good to think about, is like how these guys are handling the 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 telling of the Game of Thrones story and how. The story, a lot of times, is more about the political side. And it is. The characters versus each other and not always like on the battlefield. Right. So that would be interesting uh, to a degree because people are thinking about Star Wars and this big epic battles and everything. Right. Sure, we'll probably have that. But can you imagine like this slow, methodical kind of like character versus character? Lore. Well, you know, yeah, you're diving into Just lore. Just nothing but lore. Diving into all, like, all that stuff. But then you also have like people like trying to connivingly get power and... And see, I think that's going to be like one of the positives because you're almost going to see like the Sith mm-hmm. trying to manipulate all the other galaxies to kind of, you know, all the other galaxies. Yeah. All the other planets yeah. to kind of <laughs> align with them to share their vision. And then you've got the Jedi because if you watch the Clone Wars, what is Yoda doing? He's going around trying to get alliances with all the other different systems. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, mm-hmm. I think that if they do it, I mean, they're going to do it. I think they'll do it right. With, without even sitting here talking about it, uh, they're going to do it right because they they showed the passion. And also they do kind of listen to the fans because, I mean, Tyrion's a massive part of this.
He has to. Moldy bread. He probably has to. I don't know how he's still alive. I don't either. I, I've pointed out expiration dates, but one time we Mike and I went to his house and we're all going to eat dinner, right? So he puts this fucking ranch dressing on the table and it expired in 2012. This was last year. Ew. So I straight up took it and I threw it away. I'm like, that's been expired forever. What the fuck? Literally like five years. Yeah. So needless to say, we have lost the appetite of ever going over there for anything. And every time he brings these bags of food over... I used to do where the stuff that's not expired and the stuff that is expired and the expired food is always so big and I feel awful because I have to throw it away. It's not like I can donate it. No. And it's so much extra trash. I know. Like, I feel like a dumping ground for expired food. <laughs> do they not pick up recycling here? <clears throat> I don't know. Oh. That shows how environmentally conscious I am. I haven't looked into it. I was just wondering. They pick up recycling, like, trash is Monday, recycling is Wednesday at where we live. So, oh, some places do that. So, as you know, our birthdays are coming up, mm-hmm. both Mike and I's. My dad got him a birthday card, and it's hilarious. I wonder if it's still down here. We'll find it. <clears throat> Okay, well, we couldn't find the card. Yeah, could not. Maybe it got thrown away. I mean, who knows at this point? Right. It's going to be funny to anyone who was at my wedding. (laughs) So, you know. We can visit the Department of Backstory. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, when you give a wedding speech, you would think if it's your own daughter, adopted or not, (laughs) that you would give a nice speech. Right. You know, everyone else had nice things to say about Mike and I, you know, you know, that's that's kind of what happens. You're the awkward person in the spotlight, the both of you. And that's part of it. Nobody really did speeches at my wedding. So that's not a wedding. (laughs) So the only thing my dad had to say was, well, I got a fishing buddy. (laughs) That's the only thing he had to say about us being together was how well he raised me. All about him, and then he got a fishing buddy, and that's all he had to say. I feel like you kind of raised yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't count, you know, screaming and complaining about your life 24-7, raising a kid. Yeah, not so much. But, anyway, he got a fishing buddy. You're an amazing human now. All he wants to do with Mike is go fishing. Hey, can you go fishing? What about that fishing stuff? You want to go fishing? Want to go this fishing show? This fishing con? Whatever the fuck they're called, you know? Blah, 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 blah. All the time. So today, he brought over Mike's birthday presents. He gave him a camouflage bag that can also be turned into a fanny pack. Exactly what every middle... Young? Is he middle-aged yet? That's that's 40, right? Well, like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I would, I mean, just, he's in his 30s. He's not quite middle-aged man. That's what every not quite middle-aged man wants. Is <laughs> You look like a fucking superhero right now. She's got her fists on her hips, like, damn it. <laughs> but... You can turn it into a bag, a fanny pack, or you can strap it along diagonally across you. And it's sort of like a messenger bag. But he was really into the fanny pack part. I mean, there are some occasions where a butt bag may be necessary. Yeah. But he has... Maybe when you're riding a horse. He's given him so many bags. The first thing Mike did was try to find his name written in Sharpie somewhere massive. Because my dad one year got me a, um, a whisk for Christmas, and he wrote Joanna on it. On the handle. So you can never re-gift it. No. He will write your name on anything that he gives you. It is ridiculous. He's given Mike so many bags, and it has his own name written on it. Everything has his name written on it. It's because someone might steal it, you know. Weird. Someone might steal the fanny pack, okay? But <laughs> someone might come into your house and steal your fucking whisks. 
<laughs> like, That's a damn who nice needs whisk. to whip eggs, not Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> Whiny dog. I know. Whiny dog. He went outside like 15 <laughs> times earlier and now I he's know. like, I gotta pee. Yeah, he's like, I wanna go again. So he also was trying to be thoughtful and got him Oreos because who the fuck doesn't love Oreos? Especially I, double stuff. The, the thing is, that's what's funny. Mike hates double stuff. What? I have told my dad multiple times, if you're going to get Oreos, because you talk about it all the time, don't get double stuff. He doesn't like those. He likes the regular ones. So what's he fucking get him? Double, double stuff. stuff. Double stuff are much better for dipping, though, because there's more room to insert the fork. That's how you can dip without getting cold fingers. Huh. I don't mind the cold fingers. I mean, you oh, felt I my hate hands. It. Oh, no. I don't like it. I don't like my hands to be cold. Do you want to touch my cold hands? No. <laughs> I do not. So. I do not want to touch them. I do not. My, da- my dad is so thoughtful. <laughs> and he made it very clear today that for birthdays, $10 is the limit. Cannot go for $10. <laughs> well, damn it. There goes that plan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he's just a ridiculous old man. And I feel like I need to tell the, You're welcome. the best story. The best story I've ever told you about him. The graveyard. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> oh, shit. oh, shit. You can give your reaction. I'm going to give my reaction. Okay. So we're back. We um, have eaten pizza and it was delicious. And we found the card, which by the way, <laughs> whose fault was it that we didn't find it? The first Mine. Time? <laughs> I put the case for the zoom down on it. And then when I was looking for the card, I just scooted the case across the table. I did not lift it up. So the card was underneath. <laughs> my apologies (laughs) this has now been like a two hour ordeal to record this podcast (laughs) so many breaks where is that card anyway I I left it on the table but oh my god okay so Joanna's dad signed it from him and I'm assuming the dog Mm -hmm. whose name is Spike um and he drew pictures of like a little smiley head person and then what i'm assuming he means to look like a dog with like long floppy ears but it most certainly looks very phallic (laughs) just looks like a cock and balls guys dude every card is like that christmas cards everything and he like he underlined happy birthday and put an exclamation point and then put mike (laughs) And it was underlined. <laughs> it's like, not like a, a comma, Mike, exclamation point. There was no punctuation after Mike. It's just drawings. Mike. Mike. Dick dog. <laughs> Penis puppy. <laughs> okay. But we were talking about your dad. I don't remember exactly what because the, the cemetery oh, story. Yes. yes the, the one the worst story. Yeah. So there's my dog. Oh, now he wants in. <laughs> of course. We were like, should we let the dog in? And I was like, but he's not at the door. You can just make a quick dash to the door to let him in when it's time. And then he's like, oh, yeah, now. Two yeah. minutes in. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. Mm. That's a Pilsner. Oh, it's a good Pilsner. It's very tasty. Mm. Pretty clear. Nice golden hue. It's not what you'd expect from like a fine pilsner that you would find on labeled on some cans that yeah. you would see around the area. They're not acting like it's the greatest pilsner of all time, like every other pilsner I see. It's definitely not a banquet beer. 
And certainly isn't the quote unquote king of beers. No. But it I definitely tastes so. much better than either of those three that I just mentioned. I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a uh, cop out here, but uh, two words that I would use to describe this mad decent. Mad decent. It's a little what bit what of about a it makes out. you mad? It's. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, why would you be <laughs> mad at a beer that you call decent? My Are you mad that it's decent and it, you hyped it up it on is, yourself? I rode in on the hype train a little too hard. As mm. I mean, just looking at this can, like it's very it's very simplistic design. Um, Did somebody like, tell you they were going to make the beer great again? I mean, it says right on the top, a- "Ain't beer grand." There's not even a no. There's no apostrophe in that either. Just "Ain't beer grand." I am. I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good for what it is. Not a, not my typical style, but it's definitely drinkable. I could probably drink this whole six-pack and still move on to more beer. I agree with that statement. It's definitely really light for for what it is. Um, but, I mean, what Pilsner is it, honestly? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a beer I would enjoy between really ass-kicker beers, the heavier ones I enjoy. Yeah, it's a, it, it's good filler beer. Yeah. It's definitely a good filler beer. Something you know you're still drinking beer, but not really going to get too wanna, fucked up. You guys want to know what it really reminds me of? It it kind of tastes like a campfire beer. This is this is the beer that you would drink sitting on a like a nice summer evening around the campfire with your friends before you move on to the real like home wreckers. You just be like, "Hey man, I got a built to last." The or, home wreckers. Or or maybe a post doom room show, right? When we decide to just burn half of the stuff in the yard. (laughs) What's in the shed here that we haven't looked at in a while? Let's try to burn it. Hey, can I burn this part of the shed? I'm pretty sure that by the time we're done here, we're going to have burned that shed down. I I just have a feeling. Hopefully that's not incriminating later on down the line. So the last episode we did was uh, Austin and I going over the next couple weeks, months worth of shows that the Doom Room is doing. And I kind of like that format. I don't know if anyone else did because uh, it hasn't aired yet. And we haven't had time to get feedback on it. But So we're going to move into something similar to that. Except this time we're going to talk about a specific show. It's labeling itself a fest. And since there's quite a few bands on it, I might agree with the assessment. Unlike something like, what was it? There's some show that's coming up in somewhere in northern Indiana or in like Chicago. And it's like, something, something fest. And it's four bands. I'm like, I don't. That's not a fest. I don't understand why you're calling it that. But anyway, uh, what we're talking about here is the Indiana Metal Fest, which is going to be March 3rd and 4th at Indiana City Beer in Indianapolis. Um, The reason we're giving it hype, number one, is because my band is playing. Uh, And number two, because... Your friend's band's playing. My friend's band's are playing. And number three, there's a lot of other just really cool bands on there. Hmm. Pilsner's already giving me the beer burps. The burps. So we thought we would go through, and there's actually two days of the festival, but um, we're not going to be able to spit off both days in one episode. So we'll probably cover day two in another episode. But today we're just going to focus on day one, Saturday, March 3rd. So I'm going to get a good, nice swig of this of this Pilsner. Maybe finish her off so we uh, can dive into the I've next beer. I've already finished mine. I was really enjoying it. It is pretty good. Yeah, catch up, guys. Yeah, I think we're all actually waiting on you now. After I just took mine. Yeah, I mean, you just. Yeah. Shot I know. I, j- I just finished it. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything other than I just finished it. So, you know. But that was that was a decent beer. It's no no flavors really stood out with it, but I don't think it ever does with me and pilsners. No, you know, it's just no. kind it was, of. It was good though. Yeah. I drink it again. I might not pay for that's it. That's how that's how the craft breweries are able to bring people in is because they offer something like that for all the old folks that are Bud Light drinkers or Budweiser drinkers or have been drinking Coors Light for the past thirty years. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I personally, being somebody that does drink Miller Light, a fine Pilsner, from time to time and will just buy a case of it so I can have just easy to drink beer on hand i found this to be a quite flavorful pilsner compared to what you would normally find in a pilsner beer normally just cold and wet and kind yeah. of just refreshing cold and wet cold carbonated you know you're drinking beer it yeah. kind of has that classic beer taste but 
not just that, it actually has a little more flavor to it that actually pushes itself up that you could definitely taste the difference in that. Oh, yeah. And any other standard Pilsner. I agree with that. I just don't ever really order them, ever. That just... Because most of them are just, I, I couldn't discern between a Coors Light and a Miller Light and a Bud Light if you handed it to me. I could. If I didn't know, if I didn't know what you poured and you just gave it to me, I don't think I could discern between the three. Maybe we go on a like a week long challenge where we just drink a dirty of each one <laughs> to where we've got the flavor nice and embedded. I've done many dirty thirty challenges, and I'm pretty sure I've got a taut palate for a. Uh, what those beers taste like. For super commercial beer. Yes. All right, let's get these uh let's get these next ones poured out. The one hop wonder. Yes. Also from Chili Water, as they all will be. This one is an India Pale Ale. Clocking in at six point nine ABV and it says nothing else about it. So Their cans are kinda the cans are kinda bland, honestly. Like I was pretty I was pretty surprised by that for how much flavor all their beer has. They they really don't have much of a design to the can. No. And they're very it's a, it's a little hippie spot, you know. It's 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 got colorfulness and Yeah. Um yeah, it is kind of weird that they don't maybe maybe it's maybe they're better about it now. Following uh following the social media of Chili Water, they just opened a green room, which is a party room and they've been doing a brunch special on Sundays and I see him posting all the pictures mm. and oh man it looks so good it looks sounds so good. good we might have to take a Sunday morning trip down there who that knows that would be excellent morning beer run so with the upcoming Indiana Metal Fest we've got uh, not only is my band Weed Bee playing but we've got a fellow Lafayette Rockers Lucifist playing as well uh, oh yeah, the eternal metal preservationists. They bring the thrash, thrash masters. Um, that's gonna be fun. Their uh, bassist Tony Davis will also be playing with Weed Bee. Uh, Weed Bee's like melodic, some death metal influences. Some of the new stuff's got like black metal influences. Um, Lucifist is Slayer and thrash. I mean, I could I could go into it more, but I won't get into the the gritty details because I'm not a thrash master. I don't know, but they definitely bring the thrash. They do for damn sure. Another fun one that I'm excited about is Zephaniah. I love Zephaniah. They are a great power metal band. They consider themselves, according to the Facebook, progressive speed metal, and I would agree with that. I would agree. I would with agree that. with that. I, Dragon I Force vibes. They definitely. And then uh, what's what's another one of those really good? Uh, it's super fantasy, like yeah. fantasy metal. It's really really cool. What was the latest album about? It's like a Mad Max. Yeah, it's, lots of Mad Max stuff. It's definitely post-apocalyptic Mad Max sort of. That what was that Tupac song where he was all doing the Mad Max stuff? I don't remember. But anyway, so those guys are uh, originally from Fort Wayne. I'm pretty sure their drummer lives. Somewhere south. He lives in another state now. But uh couldn't say. Yeah, they still play pretty actively and they play a lot of really fun stuff. They consider some of their influences power, progressive, thrash, death, black, and neoclassical. Neoclassical metal is pretty much as good as it gets, if you ask me. That's the stuff that I like. I so couldn't tell you my thoughts on it because I don't believe I've ever listened to a band and known them to be Neoclassical. Neoclassical. Ingve. Okay. Mm. Mm. We'll get into it. We'll listen to some neoclassical. We'll, we'll, we'll get out that at another Brews with Dudes. But until then, let's dive right into the One Hop Wonder. That was pretty tasty. That definitely, definitely is a single hop IPA. Yes, it's, it is. It's good. 